Hey, podcast listeners, hope you're doing well, and I hope you are winning contracts. Before we get into today's episode, I want to take a minute to share something with you that's working for our clients. Our federal access knowledge base is helping companies win contracts every single day. I regularly get emails from members thanking us and saying things like, hey, I just won a $2 million contract. Many of you have seen a video that Chris Danback shot for us at GovCon. Chris won two contracts totaling $30 million. One of our members emailed me this morning and said, the turning point that opened my eyes was using federal access to establish a professional and systematic business development and RFP process. I've now won two contracts worth $480,000. Federal access is helping a lot of companies win. It can help you too. So here's the deal. I have a special offer for you. Visit federal-access.com forward slash game changers today and get started for just $29. You're going to get access Access to a digital copy of the government sales manual, over 70 strategy videos, more than 30 webinars, 300 documents and templates, and one of my favorite pieces is SME support. So when you run into any issue, any challenge at all, you can email me directly for help. So go check out the special offer today at federal-access.com forward slash game changers. The link is in the description below the podcast. So go check that out today, federal-access.com forward slash game changers so you can get started for just $29 today. Now let's hop into this episode. Welcome to Game Changers for Government Contractors. Game Changers is dedicated to helping you position for and win more government contracts. And now your hosts, Josh and Mike. So today we are going to be talking about your chapter in becoming a GovCon expert. And the chapter we're talking about is propelling your company onward in government contracting. So why don't you take a minute here and just kind of give us a little bit of an overview of that chapter. Great, Michael. The chapter propel your company onward in government contracting is all about three things that I've learned from hosting my Onward podcast that apply to government contracting as well. And my Onward podcast is all about facing adversity and moving forward. And I've noticed, I've done over a hundred interviews and I've noticed that there's three recurring themes. One is know where you are and where you're going. Another one is ask for help. And another one is be persistent. And it's kind of interesting. I noticed that they all apply to government contracting as well. Yeah. And you know, I think, you know, there's a there's a weird period of, of life where people, it usually happens, I don't know if it always happens the same with women, but I know with men, it happens in that mid-40s, you hear the, mid, the, the midlife crisis kicks in. And I've coached a lot of people over the years, and people in that 44 to 46-year-old range where they don't know where they're going. And that's mm-hmm. being like one of the hardest ones of like, well, I don't know where I'm going <laughs> and I don't know how to figure yeah. out where I'm going. <laughs> and I know you talk a little bit about in, in one of your other chapters about self-discovery and, and self-awareness. And we'll talk about that chapter later, but just that thought of where are we going? So like, I don't know if you have any tips for folks about that one, but cause I know that that point there jumped out at me of so many businesses that, so there's the personal level of, I don't know where I'm going. There's a business level of right. I don't know where I'm going. Right. Uh, yeah, that's true. And it, and uh, one thing I've learned because I started my own business once I got out of retired from the military and um, is that 
even if you don't know exactly where you're going, you've got to keep going because as you start going, you start to find clarity and you Mm. might shift a little bit. So you might look at all these company business owners that are like, wow, they've got it all together, you know, but you, what you don't see is the behind the scenes insecurities and all the work that it took to get to where they are. They, they started from scratch and um, it can be done. So when I talk about know where you are and where you're going, it can apply to contracting with the government, you know, trying to find contracts. It applies to marketing with the government. You've got to know what your company, when I say where you are, what does your company do? Mm-hmm. What do you specialize in? And how do you solve a government uh, the, a government problem, a technical customer's yeah. problem? And then where you're going is really, do you want to be a prime contractor? Do you want to be a subcontractor? What organization needs what you're selling? And it seems so simple, but it, it takes effort. You know, I like how you said that of, of, you know, even know what you're selling, because I, I talked to so many people that, and I know some people are like, this has got to be a joke that you're sharing this. But I talked to so many people that I'll yeah. go look at their website <laughs> and I'm like, so there's janitorial services, cybersecurity, and you start going through it and you're like, there's 18 to 20 things on their website and it's it's not like janitorial is bad or cybersecurity is bad or whatever is bad it's bad that they really don't have any clue what they specialize in or what they do and so you're like is this is this a joke you know when you yes, see no i know people, it might be because they um they they've done some janitorial services before or they hired somebody that is an expert at that but then their background is in cybersecurity. so you're like yeah. we can do everything yeah and if you can do everything you know i i've lived it since i retired i used to say it when i was working for the navy is you've got to niche down you've got to really target mm-hmm. that customer. And um, now I've lived it in setting up my own business. So it really is important. A lot of people push back on the niche, you know, because they want to help everybody. But niching down is important. And that's all about know where you are and where you're going. Yeah. And isn't that so funny? Because I know I fought it for years. And even as a coach, you know, it's literally step one out of the building your business or marketing your business manual is you need to niche yourself. And it's like, that's probably the worst dirty word you could say to a business owner because they're like, oh, but if I do that, I'm going to limit myself. That's always, the, I'm going to yeah. limit myself. And I'm like, no, you're going to actually professionalize your, your business and you're going to be able to focus and target to a specific market and all those kind of things. And yet we all fight it. Everybody we all fight it. it. So you know what? It's like it's like your parents tell you something when you're growing up and you're like, yeah, yeah, that applied yeah. to you. It doesn't apply to me. So you can learn it the hard way by like just living it and realizing finally after a couple of years that that's what you should have done all along. Or you can uh, listen to people who have been through it before. Yeah. It's up to you. Yeah, it is. Up to, you know, that's funny you say that. I often say that a lot. You know, it's people talk to me and say, well, you know, this is expensive. I'm like, education is expensive, but ignorance is really expensive. And like when you don't know what right. you're doing and you just you're making mistake after mistake, it's very expensive to make mistakes with your business, even if they're not costing you cash, they're costing you time. And that time is so right. precious because at the end of the day, you do have expenses, you know, even if it's just your, your living expenses, if you're just starting your business, you have expenses and they're not going anywhere. So no. the, 
So, so yeah, I mean, it, it can get really, really expensive. So talk to me a little bit about the Onward podcast. Tell, tell folks a little bit about that kind of what, you know, you said you've done over a hundred interviews in like your first year doing the podcast. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the podcast and, and kind of how it really captured this, this Onward movement that you have going on now. Okay. Well, the Onward podcast right now, and I'm getting ready to, we're, we're recording this in November. So by the spring, I'm going to have a season three, which is going to have a little bit of a different twist. But right yes. now the Onward podcast is focused on authentic conversations on facing adversity and moving forward. Um, and the Onward movement, I started about almost a year after I started the Onward podcast. And the Onward movement is all about discovering your authentic self. Like, who are you really? What is it that you want to do? Um, and I can go into that more in the in the other episode about the other chapter that I wrote and why it was so important for me to discover who I was after working for the Navy for 38 years and then all of a sudden becoming a single parent, empty nester. And I had some time and I had to figure out who am I and what do I want to do? So that the podcast is going to in season three, be a little bit more aligned with the onward movement, still mm -hmm. on overcoming adversity, but it's more on discovering who you really are and how you go on that journey. And I'd like to use some of the stories that I, the interviews that I've conducted in the onward podcast to prove or to point to help people remember some of the points that I'm making in my chapter. Like the first point is know where you are and where you're going. And the two examples I use happen to be two people that overcame spinal cord injuries. And the cool thing about the Onward podcast is that I know all the pe most of the people I'm interviewing, they're mm -hmm. not like cold calls. I know these people. Yeah. So Rodney Flowers, when he was 15, he knew exactly where he was. He was in a hospital bed and he was being told by the doctors, you're going to be a quadriplegic for the rest of your life. And they gave him a 92% chance of that not of, of that being the case. But wow. there's still that 8% chance. Yeah. And he believed in it. And he, you know, as a 15 year old, you know, he was depressed some and he just kind of started to give up. But then he then he changed his attitude. And he talks about that in my episode. And you got to go listen to the episode to see how he did it. But 15 years later, he's walking. Yeah, uh, that's so he wild. didn't. And he's a yeah. government contracting officer, too, which is nice. kind of cool. Uh -huh. That's so wild. You know, I, yeah. I think, um, and I've, I've listened to a lot of these stories in your podcast. And one of the reasons I think it's so important for government contractors to hear some of this stuff and to really just kind of digest what you have going on in that podcast is I, I don't think there's enough emphasis in government contracting on the personal development side of things. And, the, and what I would consider or what I think the market would consider these soft skills of really taking a look at things as simple as where are you? Where are you going? And bouncing back from adversity because, you know, I, I don't remember who said this and I, I'm, I know I'm going to botch the quote, but I've heard many times it's like, if you want to see the true character of somebody, show me somebody who's been through adversity and gotten through it. Because yeah. I, I know too many people that have, really just, I would consider just been lucky. Like nothing ever seems to go wrong. They, they're just kind of marching through life and I'll sit down and have conversations with them and I'll talk about my adversity and they look at me with this deer in the headlights. Like I've never experienced anything like that. I don't have stories of like that. And I've got, I've got stories that if I start sharing them, people are going to be like, you've been through hell and back. Like it's because I have. And well, and I, maybe if those people don't have those stories themselves, they work with people who do. 
Yeah, 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 exactly. And so I think there's a moment in time where your perfect little life goes sideways and you need to know how to bounce back, how to move forward or onward, if you will. You've got to know how to do that. And so that's why I think some of this stuff is so important for people to hear because government contracts is not easy. It doesn't happen overnight. I mean, there's nothing fast that happens in there. And to hear these stories of how people keep moving forward, onward, mm-hmm. it to me, it's very inspirational for these contractors to hear this kind of stuff. Yeah. So maybe it'll help you remember as you're suffering a setback with your company or, you know, you're really frustrated. You're like, oh, yeah, maybe I'm not niching down enough. Maybe I don't know where I'm you know, where I am and where I'm going. Maybe I need to work on that piece of it. And the other example I use in that episode, I mean, in that um, part of the chapter is my roommate from the Naval Academy's daughter, Claire Brown. And you got to listen to her episode. It's amazing. But uh, she broke her neck in a freak gymnastics accident when she was 12. Now she's 25 on the U.S. Paralympic cycling team. And it's, I I interviewed her from a a venue in Toronto where she was racing. So it was so cool uh, to interview her and uh, she motivates me every day yeah that and that's just some wild stories and people who just said i'm not going to be limited this is not going to be my life and again i think when it comes to your business it's the same struggles you know so much of this is a mental game oh yeah it is like i asked rodney i said how much of overcoming you know being able to walk was mental and how much was physical and it's like it's all mental and then the second part of uh this chapter the second point is you know asking for help and i like to just list all these acronyms just real quick you know core cmmc these are government contracting terms sbir cas pia idiq tots far defar done snakes big there's no way that you're going to know all these terms uh up front you've got to ask you've got to be able to ask for help and that's the second theme that has come across all these people and coming over overcoming adversity have had to ask for help yeah they didn't do it by themselves and you know i I think it it takes a level of courage to say, hey, I'm stuck. Hey, I need help. Hey, I don't know what this means. Can you help me? Can you point me in the right direction? It takes a lot of courage to do that. And I I definitely see that in everybody that you've interviewed. It, It just the courage to even, in my opinion, the courage to come back and tell those stories because you you talked you talked about this earlier uh you see all these people and there's all this success but you don't see behind the scenes right so all you see is the highlight reel like if you were to you put their business on a commercial it would be nothing but the highlights right you don't see any of the stuff that happened behind the scenes the struggle and the pain and all those things that they were dealing with while they were working on that highlight reel and so it's just it's really wild so I, i think being able to to share your story and understand that your story can not only inspire others, but can help others is, is really powerful. So that, that's really Yeah, cool no, stuff. definitely. I, I, I completely agree. And uh, one thing I, I talk about in a, in a pitch I gave for Government Marketing University that applies to uh, the listeners here too, is you can go ask for help. You can see how Michael did, did it with his company. You can see how I've done things with my company. But the bottom line is it's still your company. And yeah. what worked for Michael may not work for you because Michael's Mm. Michael. 
people and you're yeah. you. So you still need to be your authentic self yeah. as you're leading your company. And you still need to make decisions that you feel some congruency with. And, yeah. you know, I realized recently something in my business um, that I had to, that I needed to do that a coach was telling me to do didn't quite resonate with me. Hmm. And it was only, it was only until I quieted my mind. That's how he did it and how he was successful. Yeah. But once I quieted my mind and got in tune with me, I realized I wasn't procrastinating. Well, it, what was holding me back wasn't really procrastination. It was that it didn't feel right to do what that person did. So that's something to keep in mind too when yeah. you, as you're working with your company. Yeah, no, that, that's a really good one. You know, I uh, not everybody knows this, but for several years, I worked with Tony Robbins' team over in their business division. And people would come to us and they were totally sold out on Tony. It, it didn't, I mean, the guy could sell them anything and they'd buy it. It didn't matter what it was. It comes out, they're buying it. And one of the things that I would see a lot of times with these people is they'd start down a track of the system that he created for whatever. And they're like, this is just not working for me. And I'd say, look, you have to understand that he created this for him and he created it for a certain amount of people. Like the majority of people are going to get it and it's going to work, but there's 20% of this that's never going to work for you and you've got to customize it but they were so sold out well if this is what tony's doing then this is what i've got to be doing because he's you know the the best in the world at whatever right and i'm like that's not the way it is he's not you right you know, you need your system and you can you can steal a little bit from everywhere else to get to your system, but you still need your system. You need Emily's system or Michael's system or whatever it is, because that ultimately is going to be like you used the words a minute ago. That's going to be your authentic self. And right. that's that's what you are looking for, not Tony's system. And that's right. what works for me, right? <laughs> it's not going to work. You know, Tony also has a billion dollars in the bank and he lives in a freaking castle and has his own jet. That's right. not you, right? So you, you've got to adapt maybe if I follow his system. I'll get there. Yeah, yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. But you may hate every day of life too, you know? And that's yeah. where, you know, being authentic is just so much more important. I, I always look at, do I want to, and I was just reading this in a book earlier today, you know, do I want success or do I want fulfillment? And I like, I want to, I want both, but if I have to choose a road, I really want fulfillment more than I want yeah. some version of success. Like I want, I want to personally feel like I have done what I was supposed to do on the planet, regardless of how much money it puts in my bank account. You know, that, that's, 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 exactly that's part it. of it, you know, that's so, you and you know, you, and for somebody else, success might be, you know, yeah. making billions. Exactly. And my you third know, point in the ch chapter is all about just being persistent. And anyone who's a contractor in the government knows you've got to be persistent. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love that point. And not to go back to Tony Robbins for a second there, but you know, becoming a coach with Tony Robbins, Robbins took me seven years, took me seven years of constantly going back, being rejected by the team, seven years to get that. That's the longest it's ever taken me to get something like that ever. And wow. it was just, but that's how long it took. And every couple of months I'd reach back out. And it's, I see that in government contracting where I I've taken two years to land certain contracts. Right. Our company right that's, now. We're persistent. Yeah. Our company today, we're on a, I think it's a $5 billion IDIQ. And we got on it because we spent two years in pre-acquisition. We spent a year working on the RFP. Then we sat for almost nine months while it was under protest. And then ta-da, it was magically awarded. And people were like, oh, you know, all that people heard was, hey, you're on this billion dollar IDIQ. They didn't see the four plus years or whatever it took of all the hell in the background 
to get to that, which I'm not saying that's yeah. how all the contracts are going to be, right? But they don't see that stuff. So, you know, and what, so it's an IDIQ. Are you the only company on oh, that there's, IDIQ? There's like, there's, I think there's 12 of us. There's, there's, so there's more work and persistence after that. There's to get 12 work. teams. There's 12 teams. And I think our team has 20 subs on it. And we're just mm -hmm. one of 20 of the subs. Now, I happen to know the Prime. We're really good friends with the Prime. They've been a client of ours. But it's still, it's one of those things where, you know, there's 12 teams, 20 subs on our team alone. That means there's probably 20 subs on all the other teams. It's going to be a fight. It's always right. going to be a fight to make that happen. So um, as we start to wrap up here uh, and we're talking about persistence, is there any final thoughts that you want to leave people about this chapter on propelling your company onward in GovCon? The final thoughts are, you know, all these three things deal with overcoming adversity, but they definitely apply to government contracting as well as to any other areas in your life. So mm. that's one thing I like about the Onward podcast is just hearing these stories. And sometimes yeah. when I get stuck, it helps me to remember I'm not alone and other yeah. people have been through situations like this and they've made it. There's many times in starting my business when I've thought of, oh, is this really worth it? And yeah. you've got to go back to, you've got to understand your why. You've got to understand where you are and where you're going and why you're going there. Rodney mm -hmm. wanted to walk. What's your why? And that is something that keeps you going as well. Yeah. That, that's powerful stuff. And I, I know in, in business, it gets tossed around a lot. And that's just because I think there's just a lot of bad training out there. So people will come out and say, well, you need to know your why. Mm -hmm. They're like, well, why? <laughs> and, when, and, when you, and when you push back or you say, well, how do I get there? Most of the comments back are, well, you just need to find it or you just need to discover your purpose or there. And, and you're like, but I don't know how. I don't know how to find that or or whatever. And so I think there's this feeling of, of being incomplete or broken or, or something that happens as a result. And I think, you know, your, your point earlier on was I think just getting moving will help these people to uncover that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, just just that motion of it. So, well, and that's what my coaching program is all about, helping people through those challenges that you just mentioned. You know, what is my why? What is my purpose? Why am I doing this? And a lot of times the first answer that comes to you isn't really it. Mm. You've got to go deeper. What's coming to you is from your conscious mind, your conscious brain, not your subconscious. And if your subconscious and conscious aren't aligned, then you're always going to be facing challenges. You've got mm. to be able to visualize where you're going and see it in your subconscious. And so it's not easy. That's a lot of stuff that I've worked on over the past um, several years. And that's why I developed a coaching program around it. Yeah. So I, I know I said we're wrapping up here, but because you touched on it, I, I want to go a, a little bit deeper on this concept for a minute here. And, you know, here's the thing that I, I, I know I didn't really get into deep, if you want to call it self-discovery or purpose or any of that kind of stuff till, I mean, I, I sort of dabbled in it in my twenties, a little bit in my thirties, but it was really in my forties where I really got deep into that stuff and started learning more about myself. Was there a specific thing for you? Of, uh, was it your your transition from your career into the the world you're in now that really kind of spurred that for you? Is it something else? Like what, what is it that spurred that 
to me that there's that search in you to go out and figure out this stuff for yourself so that you could then coach other people and work them through this. Was there anything specific for you that did that? Yeah. When I look back on my life, I think that what was specific is, and just, uh, there was a specific moment, I think where this all started. But when I look back at my life when I was 17 is when I made the decision to go to the Naval Academy. Do you know yourself at 17? Probably right. not. Why did I go? I didn't know that much about the military. My parents weren't in the military. Yeah. Um, that decision, um, you know, I with after that decision, I stayed working for the Navy for 38 years. And I started to some as a civilian and some some as an officer and some as a civilian. And in, that was, decision was made in 1981. So in 2014, a friend of mine asked me if I wanted to go to this event it's called the World Domination Summit. And you can Google it. But just in summary, it's all about living an, an unconventional life in a conventional world, you know, where everyone Mm -hmm. kind of conforming and that's how the military is right mm -hmm. yeah. um you you conform you have these standards you have these values um this is you know who you're supposed to be and i i met people that were completely different people that i had never been exposed to you know people who were coaches people who um just lived a different lifestyle than me as well and that put a little uh twinkle in my eye you know a little nudge but you know how it is when you go to training or to a conference yeah. and you're like oh excited you know like maybe you go yeah. to tony robbins conference change the world. You're, yeah you're gonna change the world well i came back and you know i was feeling unfulfilled but i was looking for fulfillment in all the wrong places i was looking mm. for it outside of myself but i didn't realize it um so i came back and um, a few years later i got a promotion to be a senior executive i was the equivalent of a two-star admiral uh in the navy as a senior executive and that still didn't scratch that itch and mm. that's when I decided to retire and I, you know, that's how I started my path to discovery. But I think it was in 2014 when that happened. And then just fast forward one day in 2018, I was commuting to the Pentagon and I was had my head headphones in my ear. I was listening to podcasts and I saw everybody else commuting and they just had like a blank look on their faces, like not living intentionally. It seemed like to me blank look on their faces, just kind of staring down. No one greets anybody on the Pentagon, you know, in an, in the metro there. Yep, yep. And um, I thought, wow, these people are miserable. And then I caught a reflection of myself in the metro window. And I'm like, and you were one of them. I was one of them. Yeah. Like, I'm done. I'm done. And I think yeah. what has to happen is you have to hit like rock bottom of, you know, being done, being a people pleaser, done living your life unintentionally, you know, done looking externally for what brings you satisfaction and makes you happy and discovering yourself. And that's what my yeah. moment was. No, that that's awesome. You know, because I, I think everybody has a little bit different story when it comes to that moment. And it, it, like I said earlier, it, it could hit you at any age at any yeah. point. And I think I had a, a desire my early 20s, but I just wasn't really chasing the purpose as much. And so it, it took me a while, you know, it took me really in my mind, almost 20 years to mm -hmm. come up with, hey, here is my purpose in life. Here's why I'm on the planet after starting that journey. So like 20 years of going through that. And so, yeah. so I, I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome that you help people and dig deep in this. I, I don't think there's enough people to, to me. One of the things, again, that I see too much in there is that your why or your purpose is a checklist item on on most coaches you know, toolbox, you know, that when they're going through with their clients and they don't necessarily help people dig down and discover all of these things to help them 
move forward. Yeah. And so I really appreciate what you're doing in, in the community here and, and helping, you know, not just government contractors, but but anybody who's kind of going through this kind of stuff and trying to figure out how do I move onward? Yeah, do government I, contractors, I, people transitioning yeah. from the military, you know, trying to figure yeah. out what's next. I mentor a lot of people um, that are transitioning from the military. And, you know, just an ex- a little short story. One guy was saying, you know, I work here and I want to, he, he'd already left and I want to move up and I want to get up yeah. to this position and I'm having trouble. So maybe I'll go work at this company. And um, I think the real reason he, you know, I said, why do you want that promotion? And he couldn't answer it. Yeah. And a tough one. I was wondering, I asked him, I don't know the real reason, but I asked him because, you know, it was just a short call, but maybe the reason could be is because you were prior enlisted. And even though you went and got your degree, you still feel like a second class citizen, possibly because you're enlisted. And so you're looking for that promotion to fill the empty hole inside of you. And that's not going to do it. Yeah. You're looking externally for that fulfillment and it's just Mm -hmm. not going to happen. Not going to happen. So really good stuff. Thanks for coming and talking about this stuff today. And for people that don't already have a copy of the book, you can go grab a copy of the book, Becoming a GovCon Expert, today on Amazon. You can learn a lot more about all this stuff that Emily's talking to. There's links to the podcast episodes she mentioned and, uh, and, and other stuff. So thanks again, Emily. I really appreciate you coming on and talking about this today. Thank you, Michael. Thanks for listening to Game Changers for Government Contractors. For a full list of episodes and other resources, be sure and check us out on the web at www.rsmfederal.com slash gamechangers. changers.